Hello everyone and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I am your host, the Honorable Greg B. This is chapter 110, but more importantly, it is part 2 of the 2019 Movie Ranks Podcast. Now, if you're saying to yourself, wait, this is part 2, what happened to part 1? Well, you might as well just stop this right now, go back, check out chapter 109, which is part 1 of the 2019 Movie Ranks Podcast, listen to that, then come back and listen to this. I'll wait. All right, now that you're done with that and you know what was 70 through 61, we can move on to 60 through 51. Now, um, just a heads up, and I didn't say it at the top of the last episode, and I probably feel bad because I may have spoiled some stuff. There are going to be some slight spoilers in some of these movies. For, um, I'm going to try not to give any like major spoilers or anything like that, but there's definitely going to be some spoilery-ish talk um, certainly with movies that are come out more recently than some of the other ones, I'll probably lean more on the hesitant side of spoiling any sort of thing, but if their movie came out, like, last March or something like that, I might be a little bit less likely to hold back or whatever. Um, but if you're not familiar, first of all, you should be, because you should have gone back and listened to part one, but, uh, I watched 70 movies from 2019, and I ranked all of them from 70 to one and uh this is part two so today we'll be th- diving into 60 through 51 and i'll we'll release a new episode every day for the next couple days few days whatever until we get to number one as we lead into the gram uh the grammys the oscars coming up on a week from sunday or actually sunday so as this is being dropped it'll be a week from today if i do it right um not as i'm recording it but as it comes out um but depending on where you're listening to it, the Oscars are the February 9th, I believe. So, um, yeah, coming up very soon. Um, all right, so let's get going. Um, uh, if you don't know what 50, or if you don't know what 70 through 60, if you don't know what 70 through 61 were, you go back and listen to the old episode. So let's get going. Uh, so 60, uh, this movie was a Netflix movie, so it wasn't in theaters. It uh, came out on March 18th. It got it has 39% on Rotten Tomato, 39 Metacritic, and 7 on IMDb. Obviously, it didn't get a cinema score when I didn't see it in theaters because it was on Netflix. It is The Dirt. Um, so, <laughs> The Dirt. If you're not familiar with The Dirt is, I'll, let me fill you in. It is the, the movie version of the book that was the biography of Motley Crue, the band Motley Crue. Um... So, the book in and of itself was kind of a bit interesting. I never actually read it, but I, I've heard some things about it. So then they did the movie version that was straight from Netflix. Uh, interesting casting on a few of these guys. Machine Gun Kelly plays uh, Tommy Lee. And um, the dude from Game of Thrones, that was Bolton Ramsey. Or Bolton Snow, whatever. or No, Ramsey Bolton. Well, got that backwards. Ramsey Bolton, Bolton, Ramsey Snow, whatever you're called. Um, he plays uh, Mick Mars, and I'm blanking on who played the other characters, but regardless, I I can picture them, but I blank on their names. Regardless, regardless, regardless. Um, it, it's an interesting subject matter. I mean, uh, you know, Rocky Docs are kind of the the hip new thing in the last couple of years. You've had obviously um, the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. There was Rocket Man that came out earlier this year. 
<laughs> um, and um, yeah, this is the dirt, and I'm sure there's others that I mean, there was like kind of a Bruce Springsteen one, but not really. And there's kind of a Beatles one, but not really. Those were musical based movies, but weren't actually Rocky Rock, Rocky Docs or whatever, whatever they're called. Um, now here's here's the thing, and, and I feel like people kind of forget a lot of these things that happened before. It's like, yes, this is the dramatized version, um, you know, movie you know thing whereas we've kind of already saw and heard a lot of these stories with like um you know like the uh behind the musics and on vh1 does anyone forget about the behind the music i don't know what ever happened to that why don't they do behind the musics more um they've kind of fallen off but um you know we heard a lot of these stories and obviously the dirt the book came out and whatever but it's like okay now you're doing the move theatrical movie eyes version of it um, obviously this is Netflix, so technically wasn't in the theaters, but that's not the point. Um, but, uh, I don't know, as far as the movie is concerned, like, it was just kind of like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> it's just, it was kind of dumb, just cause like, you know, it's Motley Crue, so like, it was not very serious, but it's like, a lot of these things were kind of serious subject matters, but I feel like they, you know, as with probably any sort of biopic type of thing, they skipped and omitted a bunch of stuff and kind of jumped around and you know stuff didn't necessarily go in order and whatever and you know that's always a criticism um but also it's like yeah it wasn't exactly the best acted or or movie or whatever so it's kind of like yeah i mean i like motley crew and if you're into the motley crew and want to hear some of their music that's cool um and i and if i remember correctly the the reasoning i even watched this movie was i was watching something else and they were, it had a Motley Crue song in it. I was like, hey, wait, I haven't seen that Motley Crue movie yet. So then I wanted to go watch the Motley Crue movie. Um, and now I'm blanking out what movie that was that had the Motley Crue song in it. So I was like, oh, I should watch the Motley Crue movie. Wow, it's going to bother me now. Um, but regardless, um, yeah, ultimately it, it's fine. I mean, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of bland. I mean, it's on Netflix, so it's like not you don't have to go out of your way to like find it or spend any money outside of already paying for Netflix um, to uh, you know check it out. And it's not very long; it's a very quick, pretty quick movie. Um, you know, I mean, they cover a lot of the stories you know and have heard um, and uh, whatever. But like, yeah, I mean, even in the movie, they're like kind of like, yeah, you know what? Uh, they they break fourth wall a bunch, and it's like kind of like, yeah, this makes for a better story even though it may not be true, like, this whole thing with, like, David Lee Roth or whatever, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it is what it is, I mean, you know, you know, you know, being in a Netflix movie sort of makes sense for this, because, like, they tried to put this out in theaters, I just don't think it would have done great, but, like, for, you know, people that are just, like, hanging out and, like, nothing, nothing's on, what's on, you know, Netflix, oh, that Molly Crew thing, because, you know, it had some buzz for a little bit, around the time it came out, um, so, like, uh, I get it, uh, and, you know, obviously the Rocky Docs, the Rocky Docs, or whatever you want to call them, are kind of the, the cool thing right now, um, you know, obviously coming off Bohemian Rhapsody and all that, but, um, yeah, all right, even Green Book, to some degree, because I won the Oscar last year, if you remember, if you remember from last year, um, it's been a whole year. All right, well, actually not. 
Well, never mind. Let's let's move on. <laughs> All right, number fifty nine on the countdown um, is an STX movie. Came out uh, October twenty fifth. Made eight point eight million dollars opening weekend. Twenty five domestic forty point uh, one or no, almost forty one uh, worldwide. Twenty seven percent Rotten Tomato. Uh, Thirty one. Metacritic. Oh, so that actually tied Hellboy for the lowest on the Metacritic. Yeah, five point three IMDb, C plus at the Cinema Score. I actually did see this in theaters, and as for more mentioned, it is called Countdown. Um, again, you know, this is one of those movies that like the premise seems cool, but then once you get into the movie, it's kind of like, well, what, what, what are they really gonna do with it? And it kind of just doesn't really work. Um, so the premise of this movie was there's a there's an app you can download on your phone. And it will tell you when you're going to die. And most people just look at it and think it's a joke. And it's like, oh, that, this isn't real. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's a joke. Um, and, you know, so if some people, it says they're going to die when they're 70, blah, blah, blah. Or 70 years or whatever, or however many years or whatever. And then some people look at it, it's like, you're going to die next week. Oh, ha, 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 I'm going to die next week, blah, blah, blah. But then that person dies next week. Um, so it counts down to the thing. But then they were trying to hack it and, like, change it. And then there was a supernatural element. And then they were like, how do we break it? How do we stop it? It was, you know, kind of ring-ish. But not as good. <laughs> not as executed as well. It just... It was fine for what it was, and, you know, I went to go see it in the theater just because I think it came out, like, right before Halloween, I think, and there wasn't really any other scary movies that came out around Halloween, and I had an extra movie on my movie pass thing I had to had to use, so I was like, all right, whatever, I'll go see it, go check it out. Not a very long movies, you know, it's a horror movie, it, uh, you know, it's got that whole element of it, um, but just, like... The premise seemed cool, but ultimately the execution of it and it just didn't really work. Um, but I but again, I didn't think it was awful. I mean, it's not it's not my worst movie of the year, but it certainly down low on the list. I mean, I can't say that I would recommend any of these movies. Um, you know, I, I, they'll get to a we'll get to a point where I'm like, oh, okay, I, I could recommend this, but uh, as far as fifty nine goes. Yeah, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, number fifty-eight is a net, another Netflix movie. Came out um, September twenty-seventh. Obviously, didn't make any money in the theaters. Fifty-nine uh, percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, forty-eight. Metacritic, six point two. IMDb, no cinema score, and I didn't see it in the theaters because it wasn't in the theaters. And it is called In the Shadow of the Moon. Um, so this one was interesting. I don't want to, I don't want to say too much about it because it's very mystery. You have to kind of solve the mystery of what's going on, what's happening. So basically there's this guy, he's a cop and there's like a string of murders that are very suspicious and, uh, but they're very similar in their nature. And, um, you know, but, you know, and then they can't find the, you know, there, there's confrontations between them who they perceive to be the killer. And there's all these kind of back and forth, but then nothing happens. And then I think it was nine years later, 
So like nine years later, or seven or eight or nine years, I forget, I forget the increments of years, but every, so it starts off in like the 80s and then it moves into the 90s and like then it keeps every seven or whatever years, you, this killer is back and they're trying to figure it out and then, you know, you know, so it's a bit tough to follow and it's not really great at kind of like proceeding with that. So it gets confusing as to wait, who's this person? Where's the, who was the, who was this person? Who's this person now? Like where where did this person come from? Like wait, and they kind of didn't. They kind of oh here it it's just it's later now. So now this person's doing this now instead of this, and it's like okay, um, sure, but let maybe let's slow down a little bit and try to piece it together. I don't. Know. It seemed a little bit all over the place. It seemed a little rushed in that degree, um, and you know. I don't want to get into what the ending was, but it was a bit convoluted and confusing. Uh, and also, like, yeah, there's just there was a lot of things that weren't really totally explained. And when you're when you're dealing with kind of like the time elements that they deal with, it, you know, it gets bogged down a bit because it's like, what are your rules for time travel? Because obviously, with all the different time travel movies that there are, there's always different rules with who what can do know different time travel stuff and whatever so um and then kind of like the whole reasoning behind everything is happening is a bit yeah like the payoff isn't really there um it's not terrible i mean again it's on netflix so it's pretty easy pretty easy to watch um and whatever but um yeah i mean in the shadow of the moon uh go check it out if you want on Netflix. Uh, Alright, let's move on to number 57. This is a Fox movie. Came out on uh, July 11th. 7-11, if you're paying attention. Hopefully you got your sleep, your uh, free Slurpee on that day from 7-11. Um, it uh, made $8.2 million opening weekend. 22.3 domestic. 32.3 worldwide. 42% on... Um, Rotten Tomato, 42, Metacritic, 6.1 on IMDb, so the people actually sort of liked it more so than the critics. Um, uh, what did I say? 6.1? Oh yeah, 6.1. Got a B at the cinema score, so maybe maybe not maybe not that well. And I did not see it in theaters, and this is uh, Stuber. So, Stuber. Um, so, an interesting story behind this after I kind of talk about it a little bit. But uh, so Dave Batista, Kumal Nanjiani, um, the chick that was in Park and Rec, that was the what's his face's girlfriend at the end there, um, and Z's and Sorry's like girlfriend at the end, or in the middle, or I don't know, I forget. They kind of jumped around the last season. Regardless, her, she's been in other stuff. I'm trying to remember who else was in it. Anyway, regardless, um. So basically what happens is there's a a cop and his partner gets killed and then he's trying to figure out or get back at the guy who did it and but then he has to have laser eye surgery and then he's supposed to go to his daughter's thing but but he can't drive because he can't see but then he finds out that they know where the guy is and lots of bunch of craziness happens. It's supposed to be a comedy um it just kind of, I don't know, it's kind of, yeah, it's not great. And I feel bad 
say that that's Batista, but you know, you know, he's done better movies and than this, and uh, yeah, this wasn't it. Um, and obviously, coming off the Drax, you know, Guardians, you know, they're seeing him more as comedic in this, and yeah, I don't know, I don't know if it, does, it works as well as they thought it was going to. And Kunal Nanjiani coming off of that uh, that movie he did last year, uh, The Big Sick, I believe. So kind of he had he had a bit of uh, clout to him coming off of that. Um, but so the interesting thing about this movie, and obviously it didn't do well, and kind of um, since it's a Fox movie, but this was like one of the first movies that was released after Fox had finished finalized the purchase, uh, or Disney had finalized the purchase. Of Fox, but this was an R-rated movie. So, crazily enough, this was like the first R-rated movie that Disney had technically released, even though you know it was under the Fox banner, but still technically Fox is owned by Disney now. Um, so it was the first R-rated movie to be released by Disney in like I don't know how many years, like ages. Disney just doesn't do R-rated movies, which is why I was saying. If you go back to the, my previous podcast about Six or Six Underground, talking about Ryan Reynolds and about Deadpool three, is why everyone's kind of questioning what's going to happen with Deadpool three. I mean, technically that will be presumably under the Marvel um, banner, but there's been no Marvel movies under the Disney banner that have been R rated. So, and they're also doing a Blade movie too. So it'll be interesting to see how they do that. Although, I'm trying to remember, were the Blade movies are? I think, were they? Now, now, I'm, now I'm questioning myself on that. I feel like the first one was, but maybe they aren't, weren't all. I don't, now I don't remember, but regardless. Um, yeah, so ultimately, I think it kind of proved Fox or Disney's point. Um, whereas this movie didn't do very well. As an R-rated movie, um, it kind of bombed. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if that bodes well necessarily for Batista. I know he's supposed to have another movie coming out that was supposed to come out. Um, where he was the lead to. And it ended up getting delayed. I don't know what happened in that movie. I forget what it was called. Uh, it was him with, like, a kid. I forget. Whatever. Regardless. Um, it's on the list, so it doesn't matter. Um... <laughs> Yeah, Stuber, not not exactly great. It was okay, but uh, it could have been better, I guess. Um, I wonder how much Uber got paid for that, though. I don't really know. Obviously, they used the Uber name pretty pretty leniently, so clearly it wasn't like just some random ride sharing. It was clearly Uber. Um, he was Stu, and he was the Stuber. So there we go. Uh, let's move on. Um, uh, number 56 was a movie come from Film Arcade. Uh, limited release was in some... Um, it was in some um, uh, festivals, I think, in previous years, but finally came out in theaters in a limited release this year, um, which was on May... No, April 19th. Uh, it made $19,000 opening weekend and 194 domestically and wasn't released worldwide so but uh, 76% on Rotten Tomato 60 on Metacritic 6.3 on IMDb uh, cinema no cinema score because it was limited release I did not see it in theaters and it is called Family um, so here's another case of one of those movies where 
the movie itself isn't bad. It's fine. Um, it wasn't, but here's the problem. It wouldn't have been a movie that I would have necessarily watched if I hadn't have read the description and, and been like, wait a minute, what? But then when you watch it, it's kind of like, oh, that's not really what I was thinking this was going to be. So the premise of this movie, without giving out too much, too much away, is there's this single woman that's kind of got a big happening job in the city, but then she's got a brother who, you know, he, he kind of doesn't talk to too much, who's got a family, and then they have to go out of town because someone died and... In, in on the other side of their family and they want her to watch her 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 niece basically and she goes to watch her niece and she's starting to like realize her her her, her the the girl's parents are kind of like forcing her to do stuff that maybe she doesn't want to do so then she kind of pushes her to kind of do her own thing which then leads her to like meet these random people that are all juggalos and are into ICP and there's this whole thing, and then, like, but then, I don't know. Regardless, ultimately, like, she ends up going to the gathering of the Juggalos. And, like, so I'm reading the description of the movie, and it's like, woman has to deal with nurse, uh, nurse, deal with niece, uh, joining the Juggalos and going to gathering, the gathering of the Juggalos. And I'm like, what? And, like, really, in reality, that's only, like, the last, like, ten minutes in the movie, if that and it's like, okay, okay, well, so, because I thought it was going to be a little bit more ridiculous and over the top, and it really wasn't, it was kind of your standard, I don't know, like, redemption story where woman is kind of bad and is kind of an a-hole, and, but then she f- f- messes around with her family, and then she realizes she was bad to everyone, but so now she's going to turn it all around and be nice. Yeah, very, I mean, it's very normal like run-of-the-mill kind of one of those movies um but the whole like thing with the juggalos and whatever it was just kind of like wait what and icp are in the movie to be fair icp are in the movie but like very briefly um and it was just like the description did not match what i was expecting um or the description what, what i was expecting of the movie from based on the description did not match what it ultimately ended up being it's not bad, it just wasn't something I would would have watched otherwise. So, that's why it's probably as low on the list as it is. Not necessarily that it's a bad movie, it just wasn't what I was expecting it to be. So there you go. Um, let's move on. So, number 55 was a Lionsgate film. Came out May 1st. Uh, made $9.7 million opening weekend. 30 domestically, 537 Worldwide, 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, so the critics liked it. 67 on Metacritic, 6.9 actually on IMDb, so people actually seem to like this movie. Um, only got a B on the cinema score, and I did not see it in theaters. And it is long shot. People's critics seem to like this movie, some people seem to like this movie, but ultimately for me, it just, I, nah. Nope. Sorry. We've already done this with Seth Rogen. We've already done this with Seth Rogen. It was called Knocked Up. We don't need another Knocked Up. And instead of knocking someone up, it's she's running for president. No. Nope. Nope. No thank you. 
I've already done this. I mean, it's not terrible. It's got some funny moments. It's got boys to men, so like, cool. Even though there's only three of them now, and there used to be four of them, but regardless, um, you know, there's. I mean, there's some funny elements to it, I guess, um, with Seth Rogen, but and you know, Charlie Theron's fine in it, um, but ultimately, it's just I no no. We've done this. We've done this. Sorry. We've done this. We don't need to do this again. We did, we did this before. We already did this. It's called Knocked Up. We did it 15 years ago. It's already happened. We already did this. Um, I mean, it's not exactly the same as Knocked Up or whatever. I mean, it's a little bit different, obviously. But, like, at the same time, it's like... We get, you know... It's Seth Rogen, and he's with a hot chick, and she's running for president. It's like... No! <laughs> Stop! No! Not buying it. I don't want to do this again. We've already done this. Do something different. Do something new. Get away from this thing. Um. Yeah. I don't know. It just for me. It just was like, what? What am I watching? What is this? This is stupid. Um. There we go. I mean, I don't know what's more to say to say about it. Just it seems like a rehashing ideas and just like putting in people in different places, and it's the same thing. But, uh, yeah. All right. Let's move on, shall we? Um, So, number 54 is a universal film. It came out uh, February 13th, which I believe was a Friday the 13th. No, maybe not. Actually, I don't think it was. (laughs) Now that I'm saying that, that doesn't sound right. Was it? Let me go back. I feel like this is one of those weird movies that came out on a Wednesday. Yeah, it came out. It definitely was a Wednesday. I was thinking to myself, like, wait, it came out on Friday the thirteenth? No, it didn't. Um, uh, it's uh, sorry. What was I saying? It made so it's it's always weird when these movies comes out on Wednesdays because then their opening weekends are usually lower than they would have been because they didn't come out on the Friday. They came out on the Wednesday, so the Wednesday and Thursday don't count towards the opening weekend. It's it's a bit yeah. It, it's kind of unfortunate when you're dealing with that because that's that number is not necessarily accurate. But it's like, what? How do you? How would you do it then? Uh, but anyways, uh, point is, uh, this movie made nine point five million dollars opening weekend, twenty eight domestically, sixty four point two worldwide, seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes, fifty seven Metacritic, six point two on IMDb. It got a B in the cinema score. I did not see in theaters, but it's Happy Death Day to you. So this is obviously a sequel to Happy Death Day, uh, which came out. Two years ago? Three years ago? Um, I'm trying to remember. It wasn't last year. Or it wasn't two years ago at this point. Um, do, 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 do. I do not see it. But anyways, um, so the premise of the movie was kind of like Groundhog Day. In that um, this person starts reliving their uh, life over and over again. Um... Or they're the day over and over again. Um, but I mean, you know, different than say with Groundhog Day, where he didn't always die. In this case, this person always died. So you know, whatever the first movie happens, it was pretty good. Uh, the premise of it was interesting enough. You know, I mean, it was Groundhog Day, but it was different, and you know, it was kind of had the horror elements and and whatever. Um, so this time around. 
they kind of rehashed that idea, but they tried to change it. It all of a sudden kind of became a different type of movie. It wasn't really necessarily a horror movie anymore. It was like, I don't even know what to call it, but then they were dealing with like kind of like time travel elements and stuff, and like they were trying to, yeah, it, it became something different than what it was, which fine, you know, you, you don't want to do the same thing over and over again. But this time around, it just didn't work. It wasn't good. It just it fell flat um, in comparison to what the first movie was, which was really kind of a cool movie, an interesting movie. It did, you know, you know, it, you know, it had that element of Groundhog Day, but you know, different structure and like you know, it was kind of cool. But this time around, you know, she gets sucked back into the same day again, and then trying to figure all this stuff out, even though she had broken the pattern, or seemingly had broken it before, but then something happens, and blah blah blah, and it just, I don't know, it just kind of felt like it didn't, it just didn't hit the same way the first one did, um, which is unfortunate, because they could have done more, from what I understand, they were planning on doing the third one, but this one just obviously didn't do as well, so now apparently that's not going to happen any anymore, or at least not for now. Um, so, you know, it's unfortunate because, you know, I did enjoy the first movie, but the second one just, it didn't, didn't do it. It was just, it didn't follow up well. Um, it was almost like kind of when they did the sequel and, you know, it happened, it was like, you know, it was kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, maybe they should have just left that well enough alone. I mean, obviously the first one did well. So like you want to capitalize that and, you know, in, in the vein with like most horror movies type movies it's like yeah let's do a sequel but yeah this one just didn't i don't think it needed it and it didn't it wasn't good and they probably shouldn't have done it and now it's almost like will you do a third one to kind of make up for the second one it's like well now you're chasing your tail and i don't know if that's necessarily the way that they should do it but we'll see what happens as as of right now from what i understand they're not gonna they're not pursuing the third one but that could obviously change um down the line all right, let's move on. Um, number fifty-three, a Lionsgate film. It came out August 9th. Made twenty, almost twenty-one million dollars opening weekend. Sixty-eight point nine domestically, one hundred four point five uh, worldwide. Seventy-eight, seventy-eight uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Sixty-one Metacritic, six point two on the IMDb. It got a C in the Cinema Score, and I did not see it in theaters. And then a scary movies. Scary movies. No, scary movie. Yeah, scary movies back in there. No, scary stories to tell in the dark the movie. Uh, not to confuse the books. Um, you know, this this is one of those cases where I think this would have worked better as a television show. And let me explain why. So, the premise of this movie is that there's these group of kids... And it's like Halloween and whatever. They like kind of like trying to find something scary to do. And they end up like in this. They get, I think they get chased into like this haunted house or something. And then they find this book. And then all of a sudden this book starts writing stories. And that's where the books come in. Because the scary stories to tell in the dark, if you don't remember the kids when you were, uh, the books, book when you were kids, well, when I was a kid, I should say, you weren't necessarily a kid, but um, they're always the coolest one that you had to get at, at library 
<clears throat> in elementary school, and they had all the creepy pictures, and 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 the stories. Some of them were pretty, you know, legitimately scary and 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 good. And um, the thing was, though, is you know, and so some of these stories that the the book then starts writing these stories, and um, then they but they happen to real the the characters in the movie. So the book starts writing the stories, and ultimately, like it happens to whatever the character is and whatever, and um, and that's fine. But it was interwoven with this overarching story about these people and these families and whatever, which was kind of like uninteresting. And it was kind of like I would have rather just heard the stories that the book was writing, and it almost like felt like if they did that as like a television show, whereas those were like just separate anthology, like an anthology show. And and for whatever reason, I'm just popping up in my mind because I was just looking up something. Oh, I was watching Rot, uh, Robot Chicken, and they were doing like a kind of a spoof on Tales from the Crypt. And it's almost like yeah, if they did this show, kind of like a Tales from the Crypt. And they took all those stories from the book, and each episode was another one of the stories. I feel like that would have been better. That would have worked so much more better for me. I mean, obviously, it'd be a television show as opposed to like a T of a movie. But as a movie, this just seemed like it didn't work. It just felt like you're arbitrarily picking these stories from these books and kind of trying to weave them together into this overarching story, which just felt unnecessary. It just felt. Like, I don't care enough about this overarching story, whereas I want to see how you're playing out these stories I remember in these books reading when I was a kid. That's what I wanted. I wanted those stories. And, you know, they only did a few of them. They didn't do all of them, obviously. But it's like, if you did this as a TV show, you could have kept going. You could have done more. You could, you know, ten, 10 a season. And I don't remember how many stories of these there actually were in the books. There was three different books, if I remember correctly. Um, I don't know how many there were in each book. Um, but certainly it was enough to get through a few seasons and obviously you could create more if you wanted to, I suppose, if, if it was overall, but I feel like it would have worked better as a TV show as opposed to this movie. I mean, they set it up for a sequel cause of course they did. It's a horror movie. Um, and so they, you know, theoretically they can pick more of the stories going forward, um, for the next one or whatever, but I just feel like it would have worked better as a TV show as opposed to this weird movie where you have to make up this arching story to get the actual stories you remember that were the basis of the books. So, I don't know. Just missed the opportunity in my, my book on that one. <laughs> no pun intended there. Um, so, all right. Let's move on. 52. It's a Disney movie. came out uh, March 29th. Made forty almost $46 million opening weekend. $114 over domestically and $333 worldwide 47 percent excuse me rotten tomato uh 51 uh metacritic 6.3 imdb it got an a minus on cinema score i did not see in the theaters and that is tim burton's version of dumbo now you know disney obviously their whole thing for the last couple years has been redoing the um the cartoons and we started Beauty and the Beast last year. We got Dumbo, Aladdin, Lion King this year. We're getting Milan, Little Mermaid. I think I forget what else. Maybe Pocahontas. I don't. I I don't know how many they have planned in the works, but obviously they're going to do. They're going to keep doing them because they work. Um, someone was actually saying what was the first one they did, and while 
I think Beauty and the no was there one before Beauty and the Beast that they did? I can't remember. I I obviously depending on how far you want to go back, I do remember the 101 Dalmatians um, movie, which uh, I think people kind of forget. Yeah, they they've done this before. It's, this isn't new, um, but you know certainly within the last few years they're doing it a lot. Um, so they did the Dumbo. Um, you know Alice in Wonderland. I guess depending on how you count that. I suppose throw that in there, but that's Tim Burton, which brings me to the point. This is Tim Burton, Dumbo. Um, uh, yeah, I mean the cast was cool. You had I mean, obviously had Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito. I, hmm, have they ever been in Tim Burton movies before? No, I'm just joking. Uh, Colin Farrell. Um, so you know, and Dumbo in and of itself is kind of, you know, it's it's a, you know, it, it's one of those you know, classic Disney stories. Um, so for anyone that's obviously seen the cartoon from whenever that was, I don't know, fifties, maybe I, I forget when the actual cartoon came out. Um, maybe before that, it's a good question. I should look that up. Um, but you know, so then to, you know, do a reimagining of it, you know, it, you know, it's one of those things is it necessary. Well, I don't know necessarily if they should have done it, but at the same time, you know, it was eventually going to happen. 1941. 1941. Um, so in the 40s. So there you go. Uh, you know, obviously they got they have all this IP and they, they have tons of money. So they can pretty much do whatever they want and they pretty much, these movies will make a ton of money. Um, I mean, this one didn't do as well as the other ones have done. Um, it's kind of bombed in terms of, you know, these kind of high-profiled movies. Um you know, I just don't know that Dumbo was necessarily one that people were had on their radar, especially c- considering Aladdin and Lion King were coming out. It was kind of like, oh wait, Dumbo too? Really? They're doing? They're also doing Dumbo? That, that okay, okay, sure. Oh, it's Tim Burton. All right, that could be interesting. And I, just, I just feel like it didn't resonate with people as as much. Um, but um. And the movie itself was fine, but it's just like kind of one of those things where it's like, I don't, did this need to exist? Did it, did it? I mean, I mean, I guess that's the, the, that can be the question for all, any of these kind of, uh, you know, as they call them live action Disney films, which, you know, spoiler alert, Lion King is not on my list. I was going to include it, but I never got around to watching it. Because I was waiting for it to get on Disney Plus, and then by the time it got on Disney Plus, I had already gotten to my seventy and made my list. So that's why I didn't end up on my list. I, I probably I would have checked it out, but the problem with Lion King, as opposed to Dumbo, and Dumbo, they actually had people in it. Lion King doesn't have any people in it. So how's that live action? It's just a bunch of CGI lions instead of hand drawn cartoons, like which you know in and of itself is a whole um, debate because. Um, Frozen 2, technically, right now, it just became the highest grossing animated film of all time worldwide. But it hasn't gotten to where Lion King live action version is. Because when that hap- that passed, whatever it passed to become, you know, the that would have made it the most, the the highest grossing animated film. The one that Frozen just passed, I forget what it was. I forget which movie it was that it passed. It might have been Toy Story three or maybe shrek 2 or something i forget what it was um when lion king passed it people were like well is this now the highest grossing animated film because technically 
there's no humans in it. It's all animated stuff. Like, why isn't this an animated film? Uh, when that speaking of that, Jumble, Jungle Book was the other one that came out recently. That was the one I was thinking. I'm forgetting. John Favreau did that as well. My point. Um, but that, you know, that, you know, it's a weird snare. But Frozen 2, it may catch Lion King. I don't know. I don't know how it's doing right now. I know it passed. It's, you know, it's, it's still climbing the charts, as it were. Um, so for as of now, people are saying that's the highest gross, highest grossing animated film of all time. But there's an asterisk on there because Lion King, I feel like, how is that not animated? I'm, I'm sorry. Like, there's no there's no people in it. It's all animals. Um, but in Dumbo's case, which is what we're talking about, yes, there are many people in it. And um, it's fine. I mean, they didn't put the crows in there. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It, it was fine, but it wasn't great. I mean, you know, it's... You know, Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito and Colin Farrell. I mean, I'll give it more points on that just for the because of the actors, probably more so than anything else. But um, yeah, it's Dumbo. I don't know. We've seen it. I guess is my point. In the end, all right. Let's move on. So coming in. Sorry. Whoa. All right. So now finally rounding in, rounding, rounding in, rounding up this episode, this chapter, this part. Of the movie ranks countdown, um, we have number fifty-one, which was released on June twenty-first. MGM film made fourteen million dollars opening weekend, twenty-nine point two domestic. It wasn't released worldwide. Sixty-three percent on Rotten Tomato, forty-eight uh, Metacritic, five point eight IMDb, C plus on the Cinema Score. And I did see it in theaters. It is Child's Play. Okay, so. Where Hellboy failed in its remake, um, and this is a remake, it's not a reboot, it was a remake, even though they're apparently going to also, they were also in talks of rebooting Child's Play, actually not really, it was still just a sequel, they were still going to continue the previous versions of the Chucky movies, I don't know what's going on with that now, but regardless, they did subsequently also make this Child's Play remake. Now, while Hellboy just kind of basically was trying to, you know, restart the story, and while this Child's Play is restarting the story, um, it it took a different approach. And and I talked about this in the previous episode when I was talking about the movie Prodigy, whereas um, there was... I'm sorry, something's going on outside. I don't know what's, ha- what's happening. My dogs are going crazy. I apologize for the noise. Um, where, whereas in the prodigy and it was a um a serial killer gets killed on the same day that okay. what is happening for hey serial killer gets killed check it out <laughs> what i i didn't say it. all right never mind sorry siri was talking to me cuz i said hey a i said a serial killer and she thought i said hey siri Serial killer. What? Okay. Does Alexa want to chime in too? No? You're good? Okay. Um, sorry. Technology these days. Hey, Google. What are you up to? Um, all right. I'll stop. <laughs> what was I saying? Yeah. So a serial killer gets killed and um, on the same day a kid is born and his soul gets trapped in the thing. So the original Child's Play, obviously the Chucky was a serial killer and his soul gets 
there's voodoo magic, whatever, gets put into this doll, and, and the kid buys the doll, and then the, the kid's trying to get its soul out of the doll, but whatever. Um, this one, they went kind of a different way with it. Not no, I'm trying not to spoil anything, but, like, I mean, the premise initially is the same. There's this woman buys their kids a doll, blah, blah, blah. There's, you know, um, the whatever they're called, but what are they? I forget what they're called in the movie, the type of doll. But regardless, um, so whereas that doll that she buys in the in the original movie has the soul of the serial killer in it, this one is basically just set to evil. It's basically the episode of The Simpsons, Treehouse Horror, that was making fun of Child's Play when the Chucky, the Krusty doll gets set to um, evil. So basically, some crazy guy in the in the, in the some crazy ass guy in the um, in um, some uh, crazy ass guy in the, in like the factory who who re- finds out he's gonna get laid off just goes nuts and like uh, you know um, does some hacking of the, this doll and they're all like smart dolls and they all can control your TVs and, and your stereos and and play music and do all sorts of crazy like stuff uh with alexa and siri and all you people you crazy it's basically that sort of thing um but it sets it to be basically be evil and then they get the doll and it's evil and it's you know you know basically it wants to just be um the kid's friend and doesn't want anyone else to be its friend and it comes very possessive of the kid so it goes it takes a different approach and 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 it was a bit different enough Whereas you're just not rehashing the first movie. Uh, I mean, the whole premise that it's just set to evil is a little, little weird. I think, I don't know if that was a little, uh, you know, um, a wink wink to the Simpsons or not. I don't know. But uh, regardless, I, I thought it was decent. It wasn't amazing. I mean, obviously, I'd really, I'd rather the original or one of the other Chuckies. I mean, Mark Hamill as Chucky as opposed to the other guy was, you know, it's a di- bit different. But Mark Hamill is a very good voice actor. Um, so that was cool. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, got elements, um, horror, your regular tropes of horror movies and stuff. So, you know, it it was good, good enough. It wasn't amazing. You know, I, did they need to do it? I don't know, but you know, it, it could have been worse, I guess. Um, but, uh, that's going to do it for today's episode. We'll be back tomorrow and maybe we'll start off tomorrow's episode with, Maybe a very similar way we ended this episode with number 51. So just to rehash, uh, 60 was The Dirt, 59 was Countdown, 58 was In the Shadow of the Moon, 57 Stuber, 56 Family, 55 Long Shot, 54 Happy Death Day to You, 53 Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, 52 Dumbo, and 51 Child's Play. So join me tomorrow, same, same time, same channel. Uh, One Man Renegade Podcast. You can t- check out the uh, blog at RazorVader.blogspot.com. Follow me on Twitter at RazorVader. Uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher or wherever else you can find it. Give me a review, five stars, like, share, all that stuff. Check out the YouTube channel at One Man Renegade Podcast on YouTube um, and all that fun stuff. And come back tomorrow um, for part three of the Movie Ranks Countdown when we're we'll talking about movies. 50 through 41, and we'll start to get into some better movies um, as we move along, as we head towards the Oscars and head towards number one 
of my Movie Ranks Countdown for 2019. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you later.